Welcome to the Life After 50 show. I'm your host, Katherine Watson. And today we're going to be talking about how to stay in your own home with accessible design. So anybody that's listening to the show right now, if you want to stay in your own home, go ahead and just say yes in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Before we get started with uh, our guest today, and you're going to be really excited to meet her. She has a wealth of information. Uh, but before we do that, I want to introduce you to our sponsor, FindHoustonSeniorCare.com. Five years ago, I created FindHoustonSeniorCare.com as a resource for families in the greater Houston area. From my own challenges with my family um, caring for loved ones, I found that there was no place where you could go and get local information uh, to help you figure out what to do next when somebody was starting to have some health issues. So I created Find Houston Senior Care. Our focus is on home care, elder law, and uh, residential care homes and small memory care homes. These are some areas that I think a lot of you may not even know exist or why you need to know about them. So findhoustonseniorcare.com is a great place to be able to find those resources. And I was looking for, here we go. I'm gonna put the website up there in case you need that. But now we're going to go on to our show today, which is staying at home, which is what most people tell me they want to do. Uh, they want to stay in their own home. They don't want to have to move to a facility. And I get that. So we're going to be talking with Rosemarie Rossetti. And we're going to talk about how to stay at home with the right design, with accessible design. And Rosemarie Rossetti is a PhD. She's a powerfully internationally known speaker, trainer, author, consultant, and the president of Rossetti Enterprises Incorporated. And her website for that part of her business is, hold on, rosemariespeaks.com. She speaks all over the uh, country and and out of the country as well. So if you're needing uh, a wonderful speaker, you might want to reach out to Rosemarie um, and talk to her about her um, her speaking. Rosetti and her husband Mark Letter are the designers, builders, and owners of the Universal Design Living Laboratory. And I'm going to put that web address up here too. Um, it's a national demonstration home and garden in Columbus, Ohio, where they live. She is also the author of a book. And when she comes on, we'll get her to, to talk a little bit about her book and, and show you her book. You can find the book at the website. And that's udll.com. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, that's udll.com. Um, and her other web address for those of you who may listen to the podcast later is rosemariespeaks.com. And that's rosemariespeaks.com. So those are the two resources. Without further ado, I'm going to bring Rosemarie up so she can tell you a little bit about herself and how she got involved 
doing accessible design. So hi, Rosemarie. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks, Catherine. It's my pleasure. So before the show, we were chatting and you were telling me your story of how you got involved with accessible design and why it's so important to you to spread that information and help other people. Well, let's go back in time to June 13th of 1998. That was the last day I was able to walk. I had a bicycle ride accident that just came out of the blue. My husband and I were celebrating our third wedding anniversary that beautiful Saturday afternoon when suddenly a 7,000 pound tree collapsed and fell on top of me. Um, The result was a spinal cord injury so that um, I'm paralyzed from the waist down. So that was a major turning point. I was 44 years old at the time and very healthy. I was a speaker, a trainer, and a consultant, and a writer at the time. Little did we know that that ride would end with a life flight helicopter ride. I'm very lucky to be alive that I wasn't um, uh, crushed to death under that tree. Um, The surgeons did what they could and fused my spine and my neck and uh, came home in a wheelchair. So coming home to a home that was not wheelchair accessible was a rude awakening to come home and get into the door. Uh, My husband had to lift me up to get me into the house. There was no ramp. And so he had to use his brute strength to figure out how to get me into the house. And then I was in a, a wheelchair for the first time in my home and I thought, all right, I'll wheel across the carpet and, and start to go into the kitchen. No, I couldn't even do that. My arms and shoulders and wrists were so weak that I couldn't even roll myself in my own home. Mm-hmm. So that was the awakening to say everything in my home was intensifying my spinal cord injury because I now had a disability, because I was in a wheelchair there were too many things in that house that were not going to work for me in the long term. Okay. So that, you know, Rosemary, that's so important to point out. Um, What a story. Uh, And like we were talking earlier, a lot of us get drawn into certain professions because of things that happen in our life like this. Uh, But yours is a really compelling story. Uh, I taught the show is called life after 50, but you were only 44 years old. So paying attention to accessible design is not anything to do with age. Is it? No, we are not immune from anything happening to us at any time. Life can change in an instant. Um, Most likely a disability is going to be caused because of an illness rather than um, some catastrophe. So as we look at our lives and we look at our parents and our grandparents' lives, the health challenges are inherited with our genes. And so our disabilities are much more likely. In fact, 90% of disabilities are due to some disease rather than some injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking today about how people can stay in their own home with this accessible design. Um, And I want to talk about um, what features can people include in their own homes? What features would you suggest? 
Well, as you take a look at the home or the apartment or the condo that you currently live in, is there a way for someone to get into that home um, if they are in a walker or in a wheelchair? Um, is there a solution where a temporary ramp can be put in that would be um, accommodating for them? And we're not looking for a really, really steep, short ramp, but we're looking for a nice ramp that has a 1 in 12 uh, relationship. So for every um, foot of height, we need 12 feet of length on that ramp. Oh. And so that might be one thing to look at is if someone were visiting with you and had a wheelchair, maybe it's a family or a friend and you're having an event and you'd really like to be an inclusive event, how can that person get in um, without too much difficulty? Uh, the other is if they're there visiting, can they use the restroom? Is there a restroom on that first floor? Now, many times there'll be a half bathroom, um, but the doorway may be limiting. So I have a real inexpensive solution to try. If that door is too narrow, change out the hinges on the door. It's a very inexpensive, it's probably $30 as an investment to change the hinges to swing away hinges. Now you can get those online or your local hardware store or big box store, but that will give you two more inches of clearance as you change out the hinges. That might be the difference between dignity and going to the bathroom and saying, oh my gosh, how are we gonna get that person in there? That, that is amazing. I, that is, to me, that is just a huge tip because that was a big challenge for our family. When we bring my mother-in-law over here, we have a half bath downstairs. We have a full bath, but it was even harder to get her into because we had to go through a series of couple of doors, three doors actually to get her there. So the half bath was a little bit more accessible, but we couldn't get her through the door in her walker. And so I would tell everybody, turn your heads. Yes. <laughs> well, that wasn't very great for her, but it was the best we could do. So gosh, if I would have known such a simple fix and inexpensive fix that we could have done. I love that. Yes. What, else, what other gyms do you have for us, Rosemary? Well, let's take a look at that half bath and say, how could we accommodate that visitor so that they can use the toilet gracefully? Um, as they're seating themselves, is there a possibility that you could put some grab bars in a mm -hmm. strategic location? And also take a look at the towel bars. Trade those out for um, the equivalent of a grab bar so mm -hmm. that if anyone needs a little more stabilization for balance while they're washing their hands, why not? The towel bars that are out there are now much more attractive and much more adaptable so that they can be used. You don't have to tear out all the drywall. They're not hard to install. There are special hardwares, little Molly toggle bolts that you use now, and you insert those in the wall. They usually come with the grab bar. They come with the towel bar that's also rated as a grab bar. And so that's usually packaged in with them, or you can buy another set of these Molly toggle bolts and have a simple drill, drill a little hole in the wall to get those little mollies in there. And that becomes the stabilization. So everyone in the household will appreciate it. Not just the one-time visitor, but to have that security there 
so that there isn't going to be a slip or a fall or a tumble to make mm -hmm. that visit in the bathroom a little more safe and convenient and independent too. Right, right. And and comfortable, you know, like you said, your dignity is still in place. Yes. Um, with her, you know, I had the door open, it, but there was no dignity there. But, right. uh, you know, we didn't know what else to do, quite frankly. So, yeah. Um, Wonderful. What what other features, Rosemarie, can people include in their house? Safety is a big concern. I know with a lot of our um, our guests and our visitors here, uh, we talk a lot about safety because um, it's a lot of the aging crowd, especially a fall, can can really change your life in a heartbeat. And a lot of seniors do not recover fully from a, a bad fall. So mm -hmm. um, all falls may not be able to be prevented, but what can we do to limit that risk? Well, the home is a place to take a look. And the first thing I'd look at is any um, scatter rugs or throw rugs mm -hmm. in the house, get rid of them immediately. I don't like them in the house. There's no need for that. There can be some wonderful walk-off mats at the front doors and the garage doors so people can wipe their feet or also uh, get in the habit of um, changing shoes out if they need to. But get rid of those throw rugs. I find that that is a tripping hazard, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is taking a look at clutter. Uh, people leave things on the steps as they go up and down steps. They leave uh, electric cords and extension cords. It's just an accident waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. um, they forget to put things away. They don't have a clear path of travel, uh, especially at night. They're thinking that they can make their way into the bathroom from the bedroom at night, and they didn't realize they had left something in the way to trip mm -hmm. on, as well as their pets. Um, oftentimes people are tripping on their pets, especially at night. So Absolutely. Maybe the pet needs a bed somewhere other than on your bed, mm -hmm. um, somewhere that would be safer for you. So they're not going to be underfoot. Um, lighting is also critical and you can put on motion lights or you can put on those wonderful uh, night lights that'll come on automatically when it's dawn to dusk. So there's a lot of ways that we could ensure some safety and some navigation, especially during those nighttime bathroom visits. I think um, we have to realize those investments are, you know, under a $20 bill to get a nightlight that would come on right. and come off and just stick it in the wall mm -hmm. so that that light will be on all the time to guide your path of travel. That's important. And you mentioned the pets and, you know, my mother-in-law's little cat, I'm sure caused some of her falls. I can't prove it, but that cat almost tripped me. I can't tell you how many times because she would weave in and out between your legs. So um, pets are great. And I'm a big advocate of pets. I'm a pet owner. I love pets. But you do have to pay attention to somebody that maybe doesn't have good balance or isn't really steady on their feet. Um, I think it's important that you pay attention to that. And like you said, um, not having them in the bedroom at night maybe is you know, a good, good thing to pay attention to because I know a lot of times when you wake up in the night to go to the bathroom, you're not maybe fully awake, not mm -hmm. really oriented. 
And it's much easier, I would think, to get to trip over a pet or anything else that's in the way. Yeah. Are there certain types of bulbs, light bulbs, that are better than others, Rosemary, for putting in the house? Yes, I would recommend the LED because Uh then you'll never have to change those lights throughout your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask me, we have some 12-foot ceilings, and they go, oh, how are you ever going to change those light bulbs? And I go, that's someone else's problem. I won't (laughs) be alive when those lights need to be changed. So Mm -hmm. they're energy efficient. They don't emit a lot of heat. Um, So I like to look at the the brilliance of an LED and the uh, light quality and the color renderings of LEDs. So switch things out whenever you can. Invest Mm -hmm. in an LED especially in places that are in the ceiling where you'll never be able to reach that. Uh, you'll be tempted to get on ladders and on step stools, and that is an accident waiting to happen. So uh, yeah, uh, avoid any, any need to have a ladder or step stool visit, um, as well as in the kitchen. Put I was lower. just getting ready to say, I was just getting ready to ask you about the kitchen because, you know, we talk about the bathroom a lot. But I think the kitchen can be as much of a hazardous place, um, if not sometimes more for a lot of people, because I can remember my mother at 90 catching her on a step stool, you know, and it was like, no, 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 let me get that for you. But she couldn't reach things that she needed. So we reassessed where things were located in her cabinet so that she could get to things. Yes. But what else can people do in the kitchen? What will help? Uh, and we've got a we've got somebody that's asking a question, but we're going to get to you in just a minute. So hang in there, Roslyn. There's so much you can do in the kitchen to make things reachable from a seated position. Mm-hmm. I have found that you can put some hardware in the cabinets so you can pull down the shelves. So take a look at that hardware. If anyone needs to know um, some companies, contact me later. Or if you want me to announce that here on the show, I can tell you some companies that do sell. Um, that's what they do for a living. That's their whole business is to have accessible reach in the bathroom and kitchen of your um, storage facilities. So all those shelves you haven't been able to reach can be pulled down. And if you look and at pulled out and yeah. pulled out, all those mm-hmm. shelves should be rollable and thinking in terms of under the sinks. A lot of times people store cleaning supplies and then they get dizzy as they lean over trying to get something and they fall. Uh, There's solutions to that where those Mm -hmm. um, storage units then pull out under the sink. Yeah. Yeah. That's those, those are very helpful. I have seen that at a home show here and that's, that's remarkable. That, that is definitely something I think I'm going to consider. Um, for sure. But uh, we have got a guest that's asking a question. It's out of the kitchen. In fact, it's out of the house, but I think it's something that's important. Um, Roslyn wants to know, can people still garden from a wheelchair? Because uh, a lot of us like to garden. And how does that work? I am a horticulturist, so gardening is important to me. I have a riding lawnmower that's hand controlled and I transfer onto that riding mower and do all the mowing myself. We have an acre and a half. We also have uh, about 2000 square feet of pavers on our patio. And so that makes it really easy for me to do container gardening. Mm -hmm. So all of our vegetables, all of our perennials, uh, as soon as the spring weathers hit us again, we'll be 
planting again for our gardens in the uh, container gardens. We also have some very lightweight hoses so that we can water things um, independently mm -hmm. uh, and put in some special uh, mixes in the soil so they will hold water instead of drying out so quickly. So yes, absolutely, accessible gardening. You can put in uh, uh, raised beds and then sit on the edge. I've done that also with all mm -hmm. of my kitchen herbs. It's in a raised bed and I can garden seated or I can transfer to a little edge on that bed and transfer uh, to plant those plants in the springtime. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, great. So, um... This might be a time I'm wondering, tell us a little bit about your book. You have a book that's available and I just want to make sure that people are aware of that book. Uh, would they be able to find a lot of the information we've been talking about? It's called the Universal Design Toolkit and I think everybody can see that. Uh, pull it back just a little bit, Rosemary, so we can get the whole name. There we go. Okay. Universal design toolkit they can find it on your website at udll.com right yes the digital copy is on our website so you can always put it on any electronic device and it comes with four hours of videos and webinars so it's packaged as a whole digital product and now, what are they going to learn in this in this toolkit this i don't want to call it a book because it's more well, than a book our consumers as well as builders, remodelers, realtors, what they're going to see is what the space planning dimensions are. You're going to see our house illustrated in full color photographs. Um, I can open that chapter, for example, to show you. My husband did the photography. Uh -huh. what, what we've done is shown um, the important dimensions when you're planning a home in terms of mm -hmm. what should be the width of the doors, what should be the width of the hallways, what about the knee space under the sinks and the cooktops? What are the heights right. of the countertops? So it's a how-to book for architects and builders and designers, as well as consumers to find what are the questions they need to ask if they're looking for a professional and where can they get funding if mm -hmm. they are entitled to have some help financially to get their project underway. So put a lot of effort into the book and it's, um, it's been a great resource getting great reviews. Good, good. It sounds like a great resource. So if there's anybody out there that is thinking about building a home with accessible design, you definitely want to want to go to the website and get that book. Um, okay, we talked about safety. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about safety? Yes. Um, Let's, yes, look at, okay. let's look at burns, not just falls and trips. Oh, okay. Uh, that kitchen is also the, the room where burns are often mm -hmm. uh, a problem. And so if someone is looking at buying a new oven or remodeling, my advice is to look for an oven with the door hinged on the side. Now, you may be mm. thinking about your oven right now. Where is the hinge for your oven, it's probably on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so when you're opening that door, what is that accessibility like uh -huh. to get to the oven? Okay. It's difficult. So they yeah. now make ovens with the hinges on the side of the door. So you have much more accessibility and clearance, um, uh, avoiding burns and spills and being independent to be able to get something in and out of that oven on your own. 
Um, so is it hard to find these ovens? I've, I've never, um, of course, I haven't gone out looking for ovens lately. Is this becoming yeah. more commonplace? Well, go to the internet and search on ovens with side hinge doors and see what you come up with. There are okay. not that many on the market. I have been an advocate for the manufacturer for years saying, please include more, especially at a more reasonable, moderately priced Mm -hmm. um, some of them are out there, but they're a little on the expensive side. I'd like to see more of the moderately priced manufacturers doing this. They are. Mm -hmm. So go look. I don't want to okay. uh, spend time here talking about all the brands out there. Right. You'll right. find you'll find you can you can do your research, right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what features can people just include in their home for better convenience? Well, some of them we've talked about in terms of um, the pullouts for the shelves. And mm -hmm. another one is when you're looking at appliances, I don't like the top loading washers and dryers. Mm -hmm. It's not very convenient from a seated position. So if you're going to replace your washer and dryer, please look at those front loading ones. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a lot more convenient for you to utilize and to make sure that you can still reach all the controls and reach the soap dispensers and the softener dispensers. Um, put, put yourself in a chair when you're in the showroom and see what it's like from a seated position to be able to use that washer and dryer. They come sometimes with a pedestal that's an extra accessory that raises it up maybe a foot or a foot and a half, which makes it even easier. So that is very convenient. Another one is if you're designing a kitchen, redesigning the kitchen, Install your dishwasher about 18 inches above the floor. It's much more convenient to have that raised dishwasher so you're not bending down. Uh, this impacts not only someone in a wheelchair, but someone who's very tall. Um, we, we are a, a very unusual couple. My husband, Mark Later, is six foot four. So he's wow. a tall man. He really... <laughs> He does a lot in the kitchen and really appreciates having that dishwasher that has been raised 18 inches off the floor. So mm -hmm. it saves his back. And uh, it's mm. just very convenient to have that there. We also have different heights of countertops in our kitchen. So as you're looking at um, buying a new place or moving somewhere, take a look at is there a desk in the kitchen, maybe at a 30-inch height. That's a great idea, having desks in the kitchen, because that 30-inch countertop can really be useful to be able to be a cutting board surface mm -hmm. or a, a place to prepare meals from a seated position. Exactly. Um, if you're starting from scratch, then incorporate um, multiple heights in the kitchen. We have a 30-inch countertop. We have a 35-inch countertop. We have a 42-inch countertop. Hmm. So that accommodates people of all heights, all abilities, um, mm -hmm. and it makes it so much more convenient for everyone in the home. And that's what universal design is. Um, the differences between universal design and accessible design, I think, has to be discussed here, Catherine. Okay, please do. Uh, the framework for universal design is designing living spaces as well as working spaces as well as products that are usable by all people, regardless of ability, regardless of their age, regardless of their size, regardless of their height. 
universal design is a true inclusive design. And that's what we have in our home. When you come to visit us, and you can take a virtual tour of our home online. So for those of you who would like to see our home in Columbus virtually, we have a virtual tour on our website at udll.com. And you tell me after going through that tour if this house looks like it was designed just for a woman in a wheelchair. Our intent was to design it for everyone mm -hmm. so that it is usable by the widest population in the widest situation with the widest extent of ability or disability. Yes. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. Um, and I haven't taken a look at that, but I will. As soon as we get off of this show, I'm interested to see what the home looks like and how that works, because I'm having I'm having a little bit of trouble, Rosemary, visualizing the different heights of, of uh, countertops in your kitchen. Right. So I'm, yes. I'm curious, what does that look like and how does that work? Um, oh, and that is a challenge with a husband that's six foot four. And here you are in a wheelchair. I mean, right. that's very different height. So very yeah. interesting. Rosemary, I hate to do this, but we are at the end of the show. We have oh. run out of time. Uh, but I thank you so much for being here today. Uh, you've been just a joy and a pleasure. And you've given some great information. Um, I do want to put up your website again so that everybody knows it's udll.com. You can see Rosemary's house, how it works. Um, you can find out more about universal design. Uh, you can find out more about how to make the home you're already in accessible. Um, if that's what you need to do, she's given us some great tips and tools today. Uh, we're not going to walk away not knowing what to do because you've given us some really good tips. Um, and Rosalind uh, just said, what an excellent, informative program. Yes, right. it was, Rosalind. We appreciate you being here. Anybody that has any questions, you can reach out to Rosemary directly. Um, you can post on this uh, uh, in the comments below if you want, or if you want to uh, reach her directly, I'm going to put her web uh, or her email address, and that's Rosemary at udll.com uh, so you can uh, email her directly if you have questions or want to learn more. I would highly suggest get the book. Um, that's going to be a good first step. Take a look at her website and you'll get a lot more information. Again, we're at the end. Um, I appreciate you coming and everybody that has uh, shown up for the show and is watching the show at a later date. Thank you for being here. If you'd like to be a guest on the Life After 50 show, we talk about anything that has anything to do with your life after 50. So we've had a variety of wonderful guests on. If you would like to be a guest, reach out to us, reach out to me. Uh, you can message me from this uh, uh, Facebook show. You can also email at kwatson at Houston seniorcare.com. And again, have a great day. Thanks again, Rosemarie, and we'll see you next time. Thank Two you. weeks. Bye-bye.